Oh, yeah. yo, salute, oh. dog. Damn. What up, man? What up? For real, yo, it is really good to see you, man. Yeah, you too, bro. We always start off by letting our special guest, yourself, introducing right. themselves to everyone in the lounge space. All right, so it's Theology 3, a.k.a. Theo 3 from Toronto, MC, yes, producer, you know, community worker, writer. Uh, I was a radio host like Jay and um, just someone who's trying to always uh, move the culture forward and bring everyone along and catch up to everyone else. It is obviously a pleasure to have you in the lounge space because it's been, man, I think the last time we talked was honestly the last time you were in town. I was in town, you know. Uh, yeah, I love the city. You know, it's a lot different than Toronto. Oh yeah, huge difference. But I appreciate it. You know, mm-hmm. I appreciate. I appreciate the. I always difference. ask our guests the same question to start things off, and that question is: How are you introduced to hip hop culture? You know what? I lived on an interesting street because, like, the, the bottom of the street, it was. You know, it was. It was a normal neighborhood or whatever. And then when I was eight years old, I moved up to the top of the street. Okay. And the top and the top of the street was a complete mixture of, you know, Italian, Portuguese, Greek, Caribbean. And that was basically the whole mixture, you know? Right. And then obviously Forest Hill, which is this they say where Drake's from, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but that's a more Jewish neighborhood to the yeah. north. So yeah. when I went to uh, Arlington Middle School, then you had the kids coming from across the park, the, the wealthier kids down, right. and then kind of our neighborhood going up. So then it was this crazy mixture, right? And hip hop was kind of prevalent at that time. So, you know, you had the Big Daddy Kane's and the Public Enemy and the Rockets. Yeah, I was exposed to all that. And um, it's so crazy. That was just once it was the same street, but it was literally number 37 to number 318. That was all the difference. Yeah. 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 Was everyone else around you also being exposed to hip hop for the very first time? Or were you like the, you know, were you like the odd man out? No, it was uh, we were all young. So, I mean, it was kind of the same. Thing. I had this little crew called Serious Contrast with my boy, boy Black Cloud and Chris C. And uh, we used to go in his basement with a little Casio keyboard and make yeah. really, if I could swear, really you shitty can. songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was just like uh, you got your influences, you sounded like someone, like a black sheep, or you yeah. sounded like a whatever, and you just um, found your own personal style after a yeah. while. Right. Right. And my school was like a basketball powerhouse, a lot of dancers there. So hip hop culture was like well in there. Like Spike yep. Lee came to visit the school. And, Yo, uh, for real? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Huh? Oak, Oakwood is where I went. So he, that's pretty um, sick. Yeah, he came and uh, a lot of stuff was going on. Like some of the graduates of the school took a prominent places in the local hip hop community too. Right, right. So, you know, like um, uh, Mark Strong, who's now like the announcer yes. for the Raptors. Yes, sir. He went there. Salute Mark Strong. A lot of my classmates and stuff, they did really well, you know, and uh, they just kept that core of hip hop alive no matter what in 
endeavor they took in life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, we obviously know you as Theo 3 DMC, but was it right. always DMC or did you dabble in, in other pillars of the culture? Uh, just production. Yeah. It, was okay. out, it, was out, it was out of necessity. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Um, I didn't know people who made beats before I met like DJ Sirius and all that. So mm-hmm. I would go and there was a magazine called Now Magazine. Yes. Yeah. And in the back yeah. of this magazine was all like female escort ads and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the ads. <laughs> and nestled in there was a studio. And it said B Music Studio, 40 bucks an hour, whatever, you know, whatever kind of music you want to do, come down. And it was a little pricey back then because, you know, I was probably doing one of those agency factory jobs or something. Y'all did yeah. drive myself crazy. But I went and I learned how to mix on the big board. Nice. Uh, um, I had met some friends through my brother who they were like crazy party animals, but they one of them had a Kurzweil. So I would go over there and he would sequence my ideas okay. into, into beats. So, nice. you know what I'm saying? So I would take those beats over there. And that's how the first uh, 12 inch came to be. Okay. That was all self-produced and he helped me arrange everything. Nice. Yeah, it was crazy, man. My it's man, good... Tom, Tom Kemeny, big up him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember that? You remember that shit? Took you like an hour to do like. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Well, what I would do is, and I don't know if I would do that particularly, but I would layer samples over each other. Okay. On tape to create the sequence of my joints. Right. And I would, I would get them. My man, Martin Baker, had his, his parents had the West Indian food store right on the block, and they would sell these crappy little tapes. And I would put the Kleenex in the top to record over or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I would, I would create uh, sort of ghost patterns of what beats I would create right. before I would go to put them in the sampler. Nice, nice. Yes, it was a huge process, man. Like, yes, oh my just god, to, just to get decent at a rap, and then at my high school, I actually performed, and it was like we we mash up the place twice. And that was a UNESCO performance. That's like oh, a for multicultural real? performance. Oh, cool. And so okay. just, we, we killed it and we did an encore performance. And it was like, uh, I was not ready for that level of notoriety. That right. I didn't know how to dress. It looked like I had like a LL Cool J pant leg, but that's just because <laughs> I didn't know my jogging pants were up my leg. You know I mean? <laughs> Out of all the aspects of hip hop, you chose MC. Right. How, how did you know? But that was your calling. How you know that was your bag? I'm just getting good at it progressively, you know. Um, I started learning how to put words together. And really, it, we came from like a battle era. Hell yeah. So, so it would not be per se that I would be battling people, but I would be listening to punchline bars and then extremely socially conscious stuff. And I would create this sort of mesh of like um, conscious battling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always trying to inject something so when i would go to these community events or whatever i could drop a line about you know racial injustice then drop a punchline, and the crowd would kind of go crazy because both sides of, of listeners would be right. engaged right? there's my zoom falling down 
all that type of stuff was mm-hmm. really good um, practice to, to, to write songs to get all the content. Right. Was yeah. was there someone was there someone in particular that influenced you to yeah. the point where you're like, okay, yo, I did what he's doing. I want to do what he's doing. Yeah, well, it started in high school. There was a guy named Lyndon Carr who did like this talent show performance. There was like this ill flute loop. And I was like, this guy lived right up the street from me. And I was like, oh my God. Like it's crazy what this guy, he had the high top fade, he had two dancers, I mean, it was like, I was blown away, and, you know, those type of performative elements, and I gotta give a shout out to Much Music, because when yeah. they had Rap City going on and Extend the Mix, I mean, we wouldn't have known shit if it wasn't for Straight up. That. I mean, I would have known, because, like, Club Focus was right around the corner for me, and this and things, I was too young to go out, though, I didn't go to, right. um, I didn't go to Opera House. I didn't go to, uh, you know, there was a place um, where they had all these jams, the concert hall, and I never mm-hmm. went there because, you know, I was new that this was this was your bag, right? Did your parents, did your family understand what was going on with, with your yeah. creative? You know what? I grew up in the city. My mother was working all the time. Mm-hmm didn't care i mean we had carte blanche to go anywhere we wanted yeah yeah yeah. you know and and be around and literally you know that's how it was like as long as you don't uh do anything stupid like you know you can get caught up in shit all the time but yeah just be smart just be smart smart, yeah no um no i thank them for that sort of open-mindedness to everything that helped with the writing and all that nice my parents were freaking my dad was like a weed smoking hippie all his life and then, nice <laughs> and my mom was just the worker in the family she was always at her job yeah providing, providing for the family you know so um and i have a really interesting family like my extended and everything so a lot of creatives in there what yeah. what kind of music did you grow up around? What were they what were they playing in the house? A lot of blues, a lot of Beatles, yeah, Bob Marley. Mm. You know, just a wide eclectic array of music. My mom, you know, obviously the some of the oldies or whatever, like the whatever. Yeah, yeah, just interesting mix of music, man. So that so, I hear that. It's good to have an interview because this I, I gotta shout you out because I haven't done this in a long ass time. So I am so I just want to give am, you a hit. Yo, I wanna I wanna thank you, man. Cause I mean, apart from personally, I'm I'm really happy to catch up with you. This, like the fact that we're doing this is goddamn straight yeah. up, dog. Straight up, straight so, up. And for all the people watching, so our awkwardness can be explained by the fact that we haven't seen humans in like two years. <laughs> Like I walk out of my apartment building and no one gives you eye contact. It trips me out. Dude. Like I'm like, yeah, yep. I feel like I'm in a zombie apocalypse, bro. It is. It is a little different out there. And and now you've got like you got like almost like two segments of, of of you know the population now. You've got people who you know see things one way. You got other yeah. people who see things the opposite way. And it's like. You know, we could all still kind of like be in the same spot with and still believe in what we believe in without, you know, yeah, looking at each other funny. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been a contentious time. Like, I yeah. be not being on social media is such a blessing at this time. Oh, you have missed nothing. <laughs> yeah. And also, I don't have to, like, you know, that Seinfeld where he's like, you must wear the ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to display my beliefs. Like, people know what I feel like. Yeah? Or you can call or email me, right? Yep. So, even that is this is never uh, heard, and this is, like, exclusive interview another reason i dipped off of social media is because i had an uh, i would say an obsessed fan so damn no and i knew them like i said my dad's an eccentric guy Whoa. he knew someone who i knew who i knew what? who knew and i didn't know he was like uh, a fan <laughs> it gets deep bro it Whoa. gets so it got very weird i had to go out of town and take the man's phone from his hand. Damn! No, because he messaged a member freedom writer and was was harassing and asking, you know, where where steel like drunk and shit. Whoa! And, and I went to visit him actually, and it was like apocalypse. Now this guy was like a bit drugged and things like, or he was very a little little too comfortable and shit all these weird theories he was espousing and I sat down with him all cool. Like, you know, yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see you doing that. Yeah. So I had to say, um, okay, I came to visit you here. I'm out of town. I had to go over an hour out of the city. That's crazy. And I said, okay, this is it. Like, I don't really uh, want any more harassment of my friends. So I want you to text this person before I left. As I'm leaving, the person texts me that was who got the harassing message and he said this guy just texted me saying some insulting things about you and that you know he was further being derogatory sorry some guys like texting whoa anyway so i was like i'll take the l as long as he apologizes and i never have to hear from him on social media right? so he became a twitter egg this guy right you know the ones with no followers that just yeah yeah and it got to a point where i don't know if it was drug induced or not but he sent me a hundred messages one night on email and there was death threats in there i didn't worry about it because i just was worried that he knew my parents and knew where they lived that's messed up so i sent him a message warning him you know and then i thought it was all done and then I got a message from one of the members of my crew at eight in the morning that this guy, hey, Theo, you might want to know that this guy is saying, you know, something. And uh, <laughs> at that point, at that point, I just like, all right, fuck, hopped on a bus out of town <sighs> like an hour and a half, went there with a bag of paraphernalia, <laughs> walked Damn. to the back. I just, grips up the man i said look go get your phone go get your phone <laughs> and then he got his phone and he was very you know scared but i said look man you can't do this this is not real life bro you know this is i this, this is people this is people's lives you're you are messing with, right um and then i went home on the bus <laughs> like, a, like a go bus bro like only five people on the bus yeah 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 and I could have engaged her, like had a normal conversation, but I was like, I better not do that because I'm right. going to like take care of this situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and I'm always, you know, very careful in those type of situations. But it was weird as shit, bro. And that was one of the reasons I went off of social media. And um, yeah, I just that's <laughs> mega fucking weird, dog. Yeah, too much oh, access. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. like I say so, in my songs, even if I deal with a situation, I don't call on spirits after it's done. Right? No. It's done, man. Like um, get it, get it. Yeah. But if I look you in your eyes and then we were face to face, it's done, man. I'm not gonna. Unless you do something beyond that, but but it's done. So I don't want to sound like I am uh, threatening someone or whatever. Right, right. No, the situation's done, and and that that's is many oh, man. That's wild, dog. Feel uh, the pressure for young people in these times to like take a stance or do this or that, and I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit, that's a lot of pressure. Like even you know, for us, like so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad I'm not on that because that's another aspect of your yeah. life that you have to manage. And I'm like, no, I got other shit to do. <laughs> One thing I will do, like I will go on the like the Twitter Explorer just to see the trending tabs. Yeah, and yeah. Because this I like to see if something is from someone's perspective. Because sometimes if you see the news, you're going to get only one angle. But if I go mm-hmm. to like, if I go to Ukraine and then I see like 50 different takes on it, I can yeah. kind of decide what... Uh, angle yeah exactly man we are like almost time up and we haven't mentioned yeah, ted's talk yet we better talk about ted's talk yeah yes man, dj nana uh you know featuring me i got to jump on a bunch of tracks he he's a really interesting producer because he would take a, a track marinate on it and then remix it remix it again you know add different sequencing to it um so it's a really uh a good flow of a project, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I want to point out right now, so I can show you your face, dog. Do you have any idea how good it is to hear some new Theo 3 shit? <laughs> I got a lot coming. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's really appreciated, man. And I've been getting oh, that. I've been building up the band camp uh, following, you know? That's, like, no, that's important. Up. That's yeah, important. Money, it's a great platform to be on. Yeah, the money's going directly to my bursary, yep. right? And, and exactly. A lot of stuff there. So if you want to find me at CO3 Music with a K at Bandcamp, uh, you know, jump on there. Definitely. And we'll, we'll make sure and share links, obviously, so that people know exactly where to find you and where to find the material. Because yeah. uh, your Bandcamp, it, you stacked it. You stacked yeah, yeah. up your Bandcamp, dog. Yeah, I have more and more coming because... I'm trying to cross the streams on everything, the music, the oh, community work, the, you know, writing. And like My whole theory is if I'm making money in other fields, I can then use music as a vehicle to give back. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't, I don't have to milk it like we used to have to do. Because yeah. if you're living on earth for a certain amount of time and you haven't amassed other skill sets, you should, you know, you should always learn, learn and, and do shit. So I've been writing and producing and making money that way. So. There you go. Well, Dogman, honestly, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we're going to catch up. I'll hit you up via, via text after this just to like, yeah. you know, catch up real quick. We're going to wrap this up. But please, please tell me this is not going to be the last time that you're in the lounge space. No, man. we got so many projects coming. And Dope. I want to bike to Winnipeg. So 
we'll have to talk about that because I Yo, would have man. to either go through Minnesota or go through Northern <laughs> Ontario and take a ferry. So you'd have to tell me what's up, but that would take like days. But I'd be down for it. But I'd be down for it. All right. Well, put, yo, if we could, if we could put the money towards youth there, like not even an organization in the right, right, right. youth, then I would come. You know. All right then. Yeah. Well, yo, man, I'll hit you up when we get off here. Thank you, man. So much respect, dog. Respect, brother. All right, peace. All right, peace.